Hey, welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a place dedicated to the powerful web words weave and the deep layers they uncover. Here you'll find a compilation of tips, tricks, and words of wisdom from writers, authors, creatives, and entrepreneurs. Basically, cool people doing cool things in the world and how they've used words as weapons of mass creation and inspiration. You'll also hear from me, your host, Louise Johnson. I'm a former marketing maven in New York and Switzerland. I left a lucrative job to follow my dream of becoming a writer. It's a never-ending journey, so I figured we should all be in it together. I've learned a lot along the way, but it's a constant evolution. My favorite part is how little by little, letters turn into words, words become sentences, sentences become paragraphs, and before you know it, you've created something from nothing. And whenever that happens in life, it's nothing short of magic. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine, and let's dive into today's chapter. Hello, welcome back to the Word Weaver podcast. I'm so excited to be back here. I'm in my home office. I'm in my sweatpants. I have a cup of coffee, a glass of lemon water. I'm ready. It's so funny. I took a long hiatus from this podcast, to be honest, because a lot of other projects, writing projects, took precedent. And to edit these podcasts, especially interviews, it took a lot of time. And it was kind of becoming all-consuming, so I said, you know what, I need to simplify, take a step back, prioritize my projects. But I always knew that I was going to come back to the Word Weaver podcast, and I really, really started missing it. So I had a bunch of episodes that I wanted to release, but given the current climate in the world right now, um, we're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic, it honestly just didn't feel right to release those. They didn't feel kind of in touch with what is going on. So that's okay. We have an abundance of time, although I don't feel like I have more time. I kind of feel like I have less time now. I'll get to that in another episode. But yeah, I thought it was the perfect time to also do Zoom and Zencaster interviews with other writers and authors who are sitting at home as well and to record some podcast episodes for myself. I'm going to try something a little bit differently with the release schedule. Before it was one episode weekly and they were longer, about 35, maybe 45 minutes. I'm going to try to keep my episodes, when it's just me talking to you from my home office, a little bit more condensed and bite-sized. I want to give some really good advice, how-tos. If you have any topics you really would love me to cover, I will do it in these. And that way I can release more episodes more often. I'd love to release two episodes a week and then maybe sprinkle in an interview once per month, once every two weeks, because those definitely take a lot more time to edit. You'll see in the first interview that I will be releasing today, I thought I would release two episodes at the same time. The audio quality is a little bit off just because I'm getting back into it, working on a new computer system, but as they go on, it'll get a little bit better. Hopefully it's not too frustrating for you, but it just sounds like you're listening in on a phone or Skype conversation. I guess people don't really use Skype anymore. Zoom. I hope everyone is doing well overall, feeling well mentally, physically. It's such a strange time. There's so much advice out there, a lot of misinformation, I know it can be overwhelming for me, so I've tried to take breaks of going online and how much news I'm digesting, but I just really wish I could 
see all of you, talk to you, give you a hug, and let you know it's all going to be okay. I thought for today's episode, I would talk about how to create a daily writing routine from home that really works because everybody's now working from home, whether you're a writer, an entrepreneur, you work in an office, we're all trying to create these routines from our homes. And it can be especially interesting or more challenging when you have a partner that you live with, you have little kids running around. Over the years, I've developed a pretty great work from home routine. So I thought I would share that with you today. Mine has definitely been altered. I now live with my boyfriend. That's something different from the last podcast season we moved in together so he is now working from home and we alternate between who gets to work in the home office and who sets up in the kitchen which is great I'm so thankful that we even have a separate space like a home office to set up shop and it's funny I still don't see him really during the day unless we bump into each other in the we call it the communal kitchen for a coffee break But other than that, I can't hear him when he's on conference calls and vice versa. I truly do think writers are built for this life. This is our Super Bowl. Um, I read a meme and I thought it was funny. It was by an author that said, so wait, my whole entire lifestyle is what other people call a quarantine? And I could relate definitely to that. Working from home, writing from home, freelancing, if you're working for yourself, We're used to hunkering down, being productive, working from home. While my writing routine hasn't changed drastically, there are definitely some differences that I've incorporated while we are self-isolating, social distancing. I also feel the collective energy of the world and the unknowns of this strange time in history definitely seep in to my consciousness some days. So there will be good days, there will be bad days where I feel more motivated than others. And that's okay, we're all just figuring it out as we go. So if there are days where you don't feel like writing, don't be hard on yourself, be kind to yourself. Take that time and just start again the next day. If this is your first time working from home and creating a daily routine, it's very easy to get distracted, as I'm sure you've already discovered, and time gets away from us. You look at the clock and you can't believe it's already dinner. That's why I think it's important to create a daily habit, a daily routine, It's a way for you to improve your writing skills. It's like a muscle that needs to be worked. And the more you do it, the easier it'll become. It'll feel like second nature. Today, I'm going to share my six top tips of what I do to create a daily writing routine. There are so many things that you could do. I could go on and on forever, but I wanted to make it really simple, really easy for your day to day. I can go into more detail in another episode of exactly how I time block, get more into the minutia, the nitty gritty, but these are a little bit more high level, just a starting point. One caveat I do want to mention before I get into the tips is that it's important for you to be conscious of where you're currently at in your own writing process. So a writing process is different than a writing routine. Get really clear, are you in the ideation stage, brainstorming, researching, are you in the outlining, drafting, editing, pitching phase of your writing project, your book, if it's an article. Don't try to do all of those things at once. I personally like to tape the process, so all of those phases of writing a book from conception to completion, to my wall. I have it in my agenda in my bullet journal, 
And then at the top of your weekly planner and your daily planner, write where you are in that process. So if you're in the drafting phase, make sure you notice that you're in the drafting phase. I find it a lot easier to organize my even my months, my weeks, and my days if I have a clear picture of where I am in the overall book process. It makes me feel more focused in my weeks. It breaks it down and it keeps me accountable of, okay, this week or this month, all I have to think about is drafting. Then I will get on to the editing and the pitching stage. I feel like I'm making progress on the larger goal without getting too bogged down and too overwhelmed. So with that being said, my first tip is get clear on the big picture, your long-term goals, but don't try to tackle it all at once. If you're in the middle of writing a book or an article and you think you have all of this new free time to write, you pour your tea, you sit down, and then nothing comes, you get distracted, you throw in a load of laundry, and then the day goes by and you've accomplished nothing. And that's going to happen. That's okay if days are like that, but you don't want your entire week or month or year to go by and you haven't written anything. And it's very easy to do. It happens to me if I don't break a big project or a big goal down into snack-sized bites and get laser-focused on those snack-sized bites and try to forget about the bigger project. It's overwhelming to sit down while you're in quarantine and say, okay, today I'm going to write a book, or even today I'm going to write a chapter. That can seem daunting. You're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Even a page can seem overwhelming when you're staring at a blinking cursor. So on days like that, I try to give myself the task of just getting one paragraph down. And it doesn't have to be a good paragraph, just one paragraph, a string of sentences. If you want, you could write on your to-do list, just write one sentence today. That's it. It sounds simple and your brain will think, oh, that's not very productive. That's not getting a lot done. But I promise you, if you write that in your agenda or your bullet journal, write one sentence. And once you've checked it off, you are so much more motivated to keep going. Then you will get your paragraph done. If you have a word count that you like to target, I recommend having a weekly word count instead of a daily word count. That way, if it's just not coming to you, the words aren't flowing, you're feeling stressed, it's that time of the month, you're just, you can't get the words out. Don't force it, but if you have a weekly target, on another day, it'll maybe flow through you and you'll hit 2,000 words, whereas you hit five words on the other day. It just takes off that daily pressure, but you're still chipping away at a bigger goal. So again, get clear on the bigger picture, review your outline, review your long-term goals, but then break it down monthly, weekly, and do your daily checklist and make those really bite-sized little snacks that seem almost too easy, but it starts a snowball effect of you chipping away at that bigger goal. My next tip is to do a healthy habit stacking with your morning routine. I don't know if you've heard of habit stacking before. Essentially, it is taking a habit that you do every single day, maybe that is brushing your teeth, and then you stack another habit immediately on top of that, so it triggers the next habit. 
you brush your teeth, you walk to the kitchen, you take your vitamins. It's a way to stack things that you don't necessarily want to do, you're not really motivated to do, but it's sandwiched in between stuff you already do. And usually it's between habits that you enjoy or just come naturally to you. I incorporated habit stacking into my morning routine a couple years ago, and it's been a big game changer for me sticking to my daily routine. So instead of getting up, brushing my teeth, immediately going to the office, opening my laptop and just starting to work, kind of half awake, half asleep, not really all there, not motivated, and having the whole day ahead of me, I've switched up my routine and stacked a bunch of habits that triggers a really productive day for me. I don't know if you've seen all those people on YouTube who show their healthy morning routines and you're just like, how do you even get work done? You're starting your day at noon with all of these morning routine things that you do. I was weary of creating a morning routine, quote unquote, because I thought it was just going to eat away my entire morning and I would only start work at noon. Which if you can do that, I think that is fantastic. That's great. It gets you into a good mindset and sets the tone for your day. I just know if I start anything by noon, I feel like I've wasted time. I feel a time crunch and it almost is counterproductive for me, even though I've done all these self-care healthy habits. What I found works for me is doing a few healthy habits in my morning routine that doesn't take up a lot of time, but sets me up for a really good mindset for the day. And then intermittently throughout the day, I will add in the other habits. And I'll get to that in point three. When I wake up, I immediately brush my teeth and put on workout clothes or some sort of sweatsuit. Usually workout clothes, ideally, because even if I don't work out right then, I'm already ready to go later in the day, and it reminds me that I should be working out. I know a lot of people, it works for them to put on jeans, get dressed, do their makeup. For me personally, I find that one of the benefits of working from home is that you can be comfy, you can wear your sweatpants, you can wear your Lululemon workout clothes, you don't have to put on makeup. I find that a luxury, so I actually recommend doing it. Embrace it. Why not? Some days if I have a Zoom call with an editor, previously if it was going to meet my editor or my agent, I would take the time to get ready. I was going out for the day, but working from home, I'm enjoying it. Next, I will go right to the kitchen. I flick on the coffee maker. We set it the night before, so it's all ready to go. And while that's brewing, I'll pour myself a glass of lemon water. Sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's cold, and immediately take my vitamins. For some reason, taking my vitamins is the one habit that triggers the rest of my day. It's simple. You just swallow your vitamins with a glass of water. They're in a cute little pink pill box. I will sit down with my hot lemon water and do a quick five-minute meditation. I don't usually go any longer than that. I don't have a lot more patience as part of it and a lot of time, but I love it. I think it grounds me, makes me feel calm, makes me feel ready to take on the day. I usually kind of envision what I want my day to be in these meditations. And then with my cup of coffee, I'll sit down and journal a page, maybe two if I'm feeling like it, 
while I'm sipping my coffee and that's it. Then I'm ready to put that notebook away and sit down, open my laptop and start my day. The act of journaling first thing in the morning I find is very helpful in jumpstarting the creative side of my brain. That mini healthy habit stacking morning routine helps me envision how my day will pan out. I feel much clearer. It gets rid of that early morning brain fog ready to take on the day. And I'm conscious of what I want to accomplish after visualizing it, writing it down, reviewing my agenda. That brings me to my third tip, and it is to create a top three. For your day, try writing only three things down that you want to get done. Nothing more. I used to have to-do lists pages and pages long, and I would try to pick and choose about 10 things I wanted to do each day. It just got so overwhelming, and every day I'll go to bed feeling like I accomplished nothing because it wasn't all ticked off. Now what I do is I have a master to-do list where I brain dump anything that comes to mind that I want to get done for that month. I have a monthly master to-do list. I keep one in Asana. It's a website. And then also just on a long notepad with little squares that I check off as I go. But I'll use that as my master list. Look at my week and I'll have a top five things that I want to get done for the week. Usually those are bigger projects and I'll break those down and have at least one little task related to that project on each day and it becomes a top three for each day. The best part about this is usually I accomplish those three tasks. A lot of them are bite-sized, very doable, and I will add on more tasks as I go. So I already feel accomplished because I got the three most important things done. And then I feel amazing because I added on a few extras. Having a top three helps you prioritize. It makes you get really clear and really focused of what actually matters today, what will move the needle, and what won't. Tip number four is to take breaks during the day. Like I mentioned earlier, if you sit down at your computer and you just have the whole day ahead of you, it is so overwhelming and so daunting and it's easy to procrastinate, put on a Netflix show, binge Tiger King, and the day is gone because you didn't even know where to start. Knowing that I have scheduled breaks scattered throughout my day helps me laser focus for a chunk of time and know that there's a mini reward waiting for me. It's not just going to be me sitting at this computer for hours and hours and hours. So throughout my day, I will go for a walk with a podcast or a run. I'll do stretching, maybe read a chapter of a book. Maybe I will chop some veggies for snacks, put it in Tupperware, or start prepping vegetables or something for dinner that night. The key, and I want to mention that this is a very important part of taking breaks, you have to set a timer for your breaks. I have not done this in the past, and I'll read a chapter, and the chapter results in me sitting on the couch finishing the entire book and then my day is gone that way. I use an egg timer. I try really hard to always have my phone turned off in the bottom of a drawer, which is another point I will get to. But I use an egg timer and I set 30 minutes, sometimes 45 minutes if it's a workout. Maybe my max would be 60 minute break if I'm going for a longer run. Any more than that and you will slip into procrastination. You also don't have to finish your 
little break or task in that 30 minute time slot. You can come back to it in another two hour chunk. So if you're doing laundry, for example, you can throw in the laundry, maybe chop some vegetables, and then you do another two hour work session, another two hour writing session, you come back to your next break and you change it over to the dryer or you fold it, but you don't have to do all of that at once. You have it scattered throughout your day and it's a productive break for me. Having an alarm set, if you wanna use your phone, definitely do it. It also triggers your brain like it does in the morning when you're waking up to get back to business to start work. So tip five is time blocking. Whether you use an iCal, an agenda, the night before or the morning of, you can make this part of your healthy habit stacked morning routine. Write out your day in specific time chunks. So you'll have your to-do list for the week and for the day, but you have to take that a step further and actually schedule those items during your day. You have to time block them out. The more you do this, the more you time block, you'll get more efficient at knowing how long it takes you to do something and how productive you are. So it's good to reassess your time blocking if you're scheduling in three hour writing chunks and you find, you know what, I'm not really that productive in that last hour. Shorten that to a time block two hour chunk or even a one hour chunk. You can always finesse what works for you as you go, but make sure you stick to that time slot or that time block every single day. I recommend time blocking your calendar the night before or the morning of because any further back, the recency effect wears off and it's easier to disregard your own voice or your own schedule. You should also be scheduling in those 30 minute breaks and what exactly you're gonna do throughout the day. It's hard at first, but try really committing to your time block day. So even if you're sitting there not writing, that's okay. You know that you have another time blocked couple of hours the next day that you will get to, but it's really rehearsing that practice and working that muscle that'll get a lot easier and start the words flowing a lot quicker. I like to even time block my evenings, knowing what Netflix show I'm going to get to watch after 6 p.m., helps me mentally know that I have a reward coming later in the day and a relaxing time. I find having smaller windows, smaller time blocks produce better results. The brain is very prone to wandering and if you have more time, you will fill it up and you will procrastinate. I do want to say that there are some days, usually it's on a weekend for some reason, where I find I'm in a flow state with my writing and it's going over that time blocked two-hour, three-hour period. If you really, truly believe that it's productive time, listen to your gut. You know better than anyone else. Keep going. If the laundry can wait, chopping vegetables for dinner can wait, use that time and keep going and hit your word counts. Just know that you have this as a guide if you're not feeling particularly motivated. And my last sixth tip, I've said this before and I will say it again, Turn off your phone and leave it in a drawer. Dispose of all distractions. People say it all the time and it's easy to ignore this one little tip. You're like, oh, I'll just turn it off and leave it on the kitchen counter. I won't check it. Honestly, if it's in your sight line, you will check it. You'll turn it on. It's so easy to just take a break and scroll through Instagram, see if anybody's messaged you. 
these devices were created as a distraction. They're hardwired to take our attentions. If you haven't read Digital Minimalism, it is such a good book. I highly recommend it. But it's it's such an easy tip to ignore, but I find it's the biggest and most important on creating a lasting daily writing routine that truly works and truly produces results. It's hard work, I'm not gonna lie, especially at first if you are somebody who is used to always having their phone, always checking it intermittently. But if you wanna be serious and training your brain to do serious work, and writing a book is serious hard work, it's not always easy. Do yourself a favor, remove the temptations, remove the distractions. It's even better if you can get somebody in your household to hide the phone for you, turn it off, only they know where it is. I promise you it will be challenging at first. I know it's really, really hard. But once you train yourself to do it, it will become easier and easier and it is so worth it once you see the finished results. Once you see that chapter complete, that book complete, it's the best feeling and you know... Sometimes you have to do the opposite of what most people do. Most people can be on their phone and still work. But when you're writing a book, creating a world, you truly have to immerse yourself in it. And you got to make some sacrifices. So to summarize, the top six tips are to get clear on the big picture, your long-term goals, but don't try to tackle them all at once. Number two was to healthy habit stack your morning routine. Number three was to create a top three most important list. No more, no less. Number four was to take breaks during the day. Reminder, set a timer. Number five was to time block your calendar. And number six was to dispose of all distractions. Leave your phone in the bottom of a drawer. I hope these are helpful with starting to create your own work from home writing routine on a daily basis. I'm wishing everyone health, happiness. I hope you're all well. I'm thinking of you and I will be releasing more podcasts as the week go on. Let me know if there's anything you want to hear. That's it for today's chapter of the Word Weaver podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes at louiseclairjohnson.com slash podcast and you can follow us on Instagram at wordweaverpodcast. If you like what you heard today, I would love it if you considered leaving a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps more people find out about The Word Weaver. Until next time! I had a weight with words